This is RFC Extra, episode 39. I am Brian Kilby, and this is the TFCon USA 2017 Sunday podcast panel featuring folks from Transmissions, WTF at TFW, Shattered Cast, the Cybertron.com Twincast podcast, and, um, oh, and us, RFC. Let's go ahead and jump to the panel. Welcome to the TFCon DC 2017 Podcaster Roundtable. As you can see, if you follow the table around this way to the wall of the room, down to the end, the back wall, this wall, down back here, it is in fact a round table. Uh, So, I'm going to be up to a little activity while we're talking, and I'm a multitasker, so it's a thing I do anyway. Um, We're going to have a raffle thing go on here. There's stuff on all this paper. And uh, there, there was one key thing missing from my current kit. That being raffle tickets. So, I have a plan. Because we do have raffle tickets from Toronto in this box. This box is what we used for the raffle in Toronto. This is also probably our biggest raffle prize uh, for this panel. So you want to stick around because you might win a big spring. Uh, It's slightly used, unsoiled for the most part. And uh, you'll get to keep all the raffle tickets too because they're going to be in the box. So, you know, you can put that on eBay and go, like, limited, one-shot, one-and-done edition. We'll just put that there for now. So I've got all these raffle tickets, and I have this paper here. So what I'm thinking I'll do is I'll just make some raffle tickets that go with these ones while we're podcasting. And it's all going to be aces and spades. Uh, while I begin, let's quickly go around and introduce uh, who we are and what podcast we're on, starting from my leftmost left. My is that the right? Or the for, yeah, for them it's the right. It's st- you're it's, right. Yeah, your leftmost right. I'm a diecast from Radio Free Cybertron, and I also have a uh, YouTube channel at RFC Reviews for figure reviews. And uh, if you go to my channel, the newest video is I lit a Kronos on fire. <laughs> I am a Robert Skullface, and... I'm part of Shattercast Uncut and Nerve Rage Radio, both part of the Cool Table Network, and uh, we're, we're more adult-themed shows, but uh, the kids will think we're pretty rock and roll a little bit later. I'm uh, Chris Vangelis. I'm Chris Vangelis, mind freak. Uh, I do street magic, and I also run a Transformers podcast called WTF at TFW. Uh, I also, uh, for a hobby, make raffle tickets. And I, I hope to share that with you today while I'm here. Uh, I'm John DeLuna. I am on Radio Free Cybertron also with Diecast and Brian Kilby. And then I also do an occasional uh, mini cast podcast on the side, both at tfradio.net. I'm Yoshi. I'm with uh, Transmissions Podcast. That's transmissionspodcast.com. There you go. Um, Counterpunch from the Sabertron.com Twincast podcast. And that's who's on your panel today. Uh, was anyone here for the Friday panel? Okay, who missed the Friday panel? I think that's my squad. <laughs> All right, well, it's okay. Uh, you guys won't be able to get the bonus marks, but uh, you still can win a raffle prize. And you'll still be able to get a passing grade, uh, which is the important thing. 
But when we get to the history questions, we might need to improvise. We're not going to do any history questions. I just haven't been to school in a very long time, and I was starting to have, to have nostalgia. Uh, we got a little, uh, a little brief schedule here, just some intros and opening banter. We've done a lot of opening banter with, with a bunch of us on Friday, so let's opening banter with uh, Robert Skullface uh, a little bit. Um, how uh, was your table at the show? Because you were running a yeah. table. Yeah, we did, we, we did well, I think. We hadn't crunched all the numbers, but I think we're going to be able to keep the house one more month at least. And it got a little scary. It got a little touch and go there. For a minute, we, we brought a lot of merchandise in the hopes that people were going to bring a lot of money, and I think we did all right. But it was, uh, it was scary there for a minute. I, didn't, I don't think I, I was never a great student in school. I spent a lot of time in school in a room where there was one teacher for every student that's usually a sign that they're not the best students and I'm not sure I carried all the ones when I was calculating how much money I spent to make merchandise for the show so I was very concerned but I think we did alright bottom line was Did you have any kind of I don't know if, if, if you'd even heard uh, if you were at the table but did you have any moment when, when word got around the ATMs were all depleted? Uh, no, I didn't, but it, we, we did notice it switched, it went to cards, like it was pretty <laughs> much all cards today, and uh, you know, and PayPal and stuff. Did anyone have to do anything crazy in the audience here to get cash uh, near the end of the show, or did you all, were you all very well planned? All right. Very organized people. Oh. Oh, the dealer room is... Oh. <laughs> Well, I still have prints available if anyone wants to go down to the ATM. And I, I, uh, I'd really like to have a fancy dinner, so if anyone... I, you know, I have a nice smile. I do take cards. If you can just give me a copy of your signature. Um, so, so I have to ask a question. Uh, since we're getting all these springers and it seems like almost every one of them is coming with this little uh, missile from the movie that the you can fire at Devastator are we going to get like a missile launcher from anyone so we can actually fire these at Devastator because I think that's what we really need I would love to see someone just like get one of those Shapeways trebuchets and uh, just set that whole thing up <laughs> Because uh, that, that would be pretty fun. Also, because I... Listen, I know we had it in the movie. The last thing I care about is a Springer having the football. Because <laughs> all that did was make everyone look dumb. Because they go through all this work, pushing the launcher, bickering. Daniel's trying real hard, and no one's telling him it's not doing anything. <laughs> they shoot the missile, like, twice, and Devastator throws half a building at them, and they run away. Like, it's not Springer's finest hour. This is my opinion. Neither is this. Uh, well, no, it's not. But then you, you take him and you put your hand over his face. Now it's wonderful. <laughs> look how great this figure is. Don't look at him. Uh, review coming soon. We're going to uh, start off by talking about our big moments of the show, I think. Uh, so just like, what's a, like, like a big moment that really struck you, that kind of made your show if that happened? Um, or if it's like two small moments, you know? We're, gonna, we're going a little bit soft with the science on how much a moment is worth. We're going to try to keep it metric. So uh, why don't we start over, over down yonder with the, the TwinCast podcast. So I think it was uh, Friday night. We're all sitting down there after, or Saturday night, Friday, after we bought a ton of crap. We're sitting down at the bar having our beers with our figures and kind of like messing with them. And I get the good idea to have my, uh, my brand new Starscream dab 
and uh, everyone else at the table does too, and passerbys start taking their figures and adding it to the group, and we've got this whole little uh, <laughs> collective of uh, ridiculousness. Sounds like the best thing. Yeah, it was just like happen. a good moment, <laughs> and uh, that's the kind of stuff I come for, just to, like pal around with the guys. And, uh, that was it for me. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Yoshi? There's, there's a lot of good moments, honestly. I don't want to make you have to discard some. You don't want to make me have to discard some. I'll, I'll try to focus on one. You know, the, I got invited to a couple of after parties in the rooms, and uh, people just talking about the convention and, and what they liked and what they hated about it, and uh, it was really hard-pressed to find anybody that had anything negative to say about this particular adventure. Yeah, there was there was a vibe this year. Not, yeah. it's, it wasn't like uh, a life changer for me, but it was like it, it was a pretty positive vibe. Like I just felt I felt a lot of good energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of Saturday walking around the dealer room and like I just just bumping into whoever I bump into. Yeah, and yeah, it seemed like just a lot of excitement, a lot of first timers. Yeah, a lot of people comparing um, Hascon and Botcon to this uh, with me. Huh. Um, a lot of people were not happy with their Hascon experience and. Uh, there, more than one said, "This is my new Botcon." It sounded. I had some friends who went to, to Hascon, and it wasn't far from them. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like if if you were close enough to drive to Hascon, it was fine. Uh, but if you like bought airfare or flew internationally, it, it ended up being a little disappointing. Yeah, they'll get. I I I speculate that they're just going to get better though over the next few years. I mean, it's going to be yeah. a monster, but it's it's going to be a more. It's going to be great for Rhode Islanders. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't think they should move that convention because half of their draw was the fact that they were right by their office. Right. So it was like get all the great prototypes lying around, put them in a case. Yeah. You know, <laughs> once that becomes a shippable, I think that becomes also logistics. Uh, for me, the uh, big moment was really just seeing all the young people. So I've been to fifteen, sixteen botcons, and this was my first uh, TFCon. It's probably going to be my new. Convention, so I, you know, I've been to a lot of things since the late '90s, and it's just always really encouraging. And, and this year, it really struck me how Transformers continues to bring youth into it, and I love seeing that. And you know, I can I can sadly say that there are people running around half my age now, but it's uh, it's a good thing. And just seeing packs of people who are young and into some angle of Transformers that is something I'm not into at all. Um, is awesome, and it just it just makes me really happy that uh, that this thing that we're all a part of is just it just keeps going year after year after year. And you know, there was a time when um, we were all just kind of weird, smelly teenagers at Botcons, and then we kind of grew up, and we had like serious boyfriends and girlfriends, and then you would see uh, baby strollers start to show up, and and now we're starting the process like all over again, where there's like these cool, you know neat young people kind of running around and then there's like these you know the kind of the the older original generation also running around and it really struck me this year kind of walking around before the dealer room opens on saturday morning just how diverse we've become and uh, it was just really awesome to see and it's really awesome to see in a kind of like in a post post botcon world that you know tfcon was here with botcon it will be here after botcon and whether it's TFCon or BotCon or something else, whatever you call it, um, there will always be this uh, for a Transformers fan. There will always be a gathering because there's so many of us. We'll just come together. 
under some name, some event, some time during the year, and that's really awesome. This, this year is one of the first times I, I literally tripped over a child in the dealer room. That actually sounds a lot worse now that I'm saying it out loud. You did too? Okay, but when we say tripped over, it's not like we planted a foot square into a child's body and then flew over them. Like, it's like you're walking and you bump into a kid, but they're so short, it's not like a kid who's up to your waist, it's up to your knee. So you're like... Just whisk them up in your arms? Skull faces for the kids. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, what was one of your big moments of the show? I went to the rock box party on uh, Friday night with the Roma Collectors. And... It was a great time, and I, I enjoyed myself. But I'm also a very, I'm a bad luck person. Like, I've never gotten away with anything. Uh, I, I always get caught. And we left, didn't we? We left, like, 20 seconds before security showed up. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I got away. I got away. I, I didn't have any trouble for once, so. It was nice. I had a great time at the party. I love the Roman Collectors, and it was a good time. I was going to ask, uh, Yoshi, uh, you went to some after parties, too, and that, that, that reminded me. Did you end up at any ones where you ended up going past nine and getting a noise complaint? No. Nope. You, you, you haven't finished your convention experience until you've been subject to a noise complaint. I'm here another night. All right, here we go. What's your room number? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no one mentioned it, so I'm going to mention it uh i really enjoy the exclusives um i don't buy everything just because it's an exclusive but i really like the uh i call them orange tarn uh that mnc did and uh i really like the uh the shattered glass rodimus that they did so i picked those two up uh that's something i'll always have on my shelf to remind me that i was at tfcon in dc in 2017 and that's where I got those figures from. So that was great. Uh, also, while I was filming video of the uh, third-party displays uh, that they always put up, there was a couple kids talking about some of the third-party figures. And this like kind of blew my mind because at the show we always say third-party's not for kids. No one, kids don't collect this third-party stuff. And I saw kids talking about third-party figures and be like, I always buy the Iron Factory figures. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my world. But, uh, and then it, one of the kids cool is like, well, you know, that. Warren Pocket has a slightly sleeker aesthetic, in fact. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was wowed. It wowed me. And it takes a lot uh, sometimes to wow me when you've been in the fandom for a while. So that was really neat. Yeah, for me, the, the, like it was a it was a great show, busy show. This year, I started doing more panels, and I'm really enjoying it because uh, I, I like the adrenaline rush of these things. But I think that my top moment, amongst a lot of top moments, was last night. I was hanging out downstairs in the lobby with uh, with Colin, the organizer, um, the, the guy from TFW 2005, uh, our friend Bima, and uh, I. Some of those friends of mine, I used to be in a very tight crew who would hang out at Bacons all the way through until uh, like from 2002 till 2007. And from 08 onwards, it was, just, it was less time for people. People got older. People started moving on. And there's something about that moment. Like, those were all people I used to hang out with back in the early 2000s. And it was really nice. And it was like crossing that over with whatever it is I am now uh, as a person. So it uh, felt good. There were also, I, uh, I finished my Poseidon. So on a very base toy level, that's one less thing to worry about. What a terrible way to speak about a purchase. I spent money, so there's one less thing to worry about. And that money was buying two toys. 
That's how we feel with like the last wave of Hasbro like Slug Slinger. Slug Slinger. We gotta sift through all the repeats in the case. I just want the two headed jet. I picked up a Slug Slinger this weekend. Where else? <laughs> More than retail, but I'm like, ooh, I'm done. I don't have to try and get that anywhere else. No checking Amazon every ten minutes or whatever you do to get your figures. The the real sickness for me is I'm, I'm looking for a Slug Slinger, and I was like, well, thirty Americans a bit much. I'll pay thirty Canadian, which is still too much. <laughs> and I also have the Japanese one on pre-order. Yeah, and I, th- that's not somehow affecting any of this. Uh. Well, let's uh, now we talk about big moments. Let's go inwards a little bit. I kind of want to chat with you guys a little bit about podcasting since now we have, I think, the most. I think this is the most podcast represented at a TFCon, perhaps just by one. We had a lot in Chicago, but I think this is the most varied. Um, if I'm wrong, then TFCon historians can, you know, throw a rock. But uh, let's talk a little bit about podcasting. So we talked a bit on Friday. So once again, like, like Bobby, we'll start with you. Um, you're on, uh, you're on a couple podcasts, so Correct. how long have you been doing podcasts, specifically? Uh, uh, since 2013. So um, for a for good four years now. Yeah. Almost at the half decade where you start yeah. going like, uh-oh. Well, it's, um, <laughs> for, so for Shadowcast, which is mainly Transformers, and it's when, when I got into Transformers again, because I, I went to BACON in 08, and it was trash, and I had a terrible experience, and I would, I, it took me out of Transformers for five years I didn't touch a Transformer look at a movie do anything from 2008 until 2013 and pardon me my voice I've been yelling all weekend I think we but, can all we can all we can all hear you there <laughs> but I went to uh, I went to TFCon and got back into it and I, the games the Cybertron games came out and stuff but I I wanted I got, when I got into it and I found third party and I, it seemed exciting again I wanted to listen to guys talk about the hobby, and it was uh, there was other shows out there. RFC was already out there, and WTF was already out there, and both great shows in their own right. But there was nothing that spoke to me, like to the f- cut of cloth that I'm from. So we started Shattercast, and and it's much it's for a more mature but immature audience um the language is is explicit and but it's very honest and it's it's uh it has a good chemistry to it and then i started nerd rage like a year ago and nerd rage radio is just me and my my childhood best friend like we've been best friends since 11 and we get to talk about all the other things that aren't transformers because sometimes i need a break i need a break from transformers i get a transformer overload so it's nice to have that and it's also it gives me and my friend you know he's time to get together and chat i was gonna ask like do you feel because you record that one in person with them right yep so do you feel there is like a a difference in the experience oh it's the best it's the best way to do it it's the like we sit down and i don't know how it is for a listener perspective because sometimes we're like no it's like what this is made of you know but if you're listening (laughs) like you don't know what that's made of obviously but uh yeah it's much I, i enjoy both but there's something about doing it when you're all in the same room that's it's it's the best it's, it's what makes me envious of a lot of, like, tech and, uh, you know, like, podcasts at large sites where they have an office to go and meet up at or a studio to go record their podcast at. Uh, you know, you can, you can fill in the gaps a whole lot. You can podcast with people long enough that you can hear the cues in what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You can podcast and have webcams running so you can kind of see each other's face. But, yeah, there is a vibe you get when you're all, you know, in the same room. It's why I like doing this kind of thing. 
Because, like, I don't usually podcast with you guys all that much, except for Yoshi. Well, no, because he's not on the ones I'm on. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's a nice change, change of pace. It's like, it's like when people talk about you, should, you two video reviewers should collab. And I'm like, like, we could, but if we're not in the same room, I feel kind of like we're just talking to a camera at each other. Yeah. Like, I've, and, I've done stuff with Paik, you know, and I've done stuff with T2RX6, and I've done stuff with Deluxe, and, like... It's, you know, because we had the opportunity to do it together. But, mm. and, and it's also, we have a, a rapport. Just the other day, somebody was like, you know, you're like, you should collaborate with Evangelist. And I was like, Evangelist lives in Canada, and we've spoken, like, twice. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make a whole I, lot of sense for Evangelist and I to collaborate. If, if Evangelist and I become best friends, then it would make more sense. E- even people I'm friends with who are reviewers, I'm like, I kind of, like, I've, I've collabed a couple times, but I only really want to do it if we're in the same room. Because I want the collab to mean something that is powered by that. Like the, the one I did with Pia years ago for Prime Starscream. Mm. We shot that in my hotel room. I pretended like I stole his underwear. Pretended, by the way. Yeah. I didn't. Sure. But and, I mean, uh, done, there's ways around it. Like yeah. um, one time Brave sent me a toy that was hard to transform. It was TFC's Detective. I did run it over with a car. That's a fact. Um, I also, I, <laughs> it's a fact. And I, I beat it with a shovel. I feel yeah. like you got a bias because you just set fire to a toy, though. Yeah. <laughs> if I if I get if, if something if something is if something is trash and they're asking a lot of money for it, I get upset if it breaks. It doesn't matter. But he said that he knew it was difficult, and he said it along with a uh, a video of him like doing like a this challenge. Should you pass it? And then, like, I had to play, press play on the DVD, yeah. you know, and then have it come up. So I included that video in the, you know, that's a way to collaborate that's smart and makes sense. And there's a relationship there that, that makes it all work. But it, I like doing stuff that's a little bit, I, I like doing stuff that's a, that no one else is doing. Yeah, I, just, I, I'm, I, I get that there's, like, a whole subgenre of the faked conversation where you're both in different rooms. And it just it doesn't excite me as much. You know, it's like, so with podcasting, it's like, I like the podcasts I do, and I like guesting it on podcasts, but... I get so much more if at least I get to know everyone a lot better or meet them in person once. Like I met, if I, meet, I meet Yoshi in person, for instance, as it turns out we have actually yeah. met in person now. And then I podcast with him after the fact. I feel, this happened to me with other people before, I feel a, a massive difference in the conversational energy. Um, well, move, moving on to more podcasting stuff. Um, do any of you guys try to do an episode from the show when you go to a convention? Like an episode of your podcast from the show? So how many times have you done it? We've actually done it at almost every convention we go to, uh, with the exception of the, this one. I don't think we did one this weekend. Uh, yeah, we, we just got tied up with other stuff. But oh. yeah, well, I was going to um, ask you, like, because we used to do them a whole lot uh, with mine, and then we found that like trying to do a lot of podcasting at a convention, like, do you find it starts to step on the toes of the actual convention experience? Yeah, I mean. Uh, we usually try and do it at night, so we're not doing it while you know panels are going on or anything like that. Um, but it's something you have to bring a lot of equipment for and plan for and worry about. And then a lot of the times when you talk at a convention like this, if there is a lot to talk about, you end up talking about it like two or three days later in the normal podcast anyway. That was going to be my next question. Is like because a lot of us are on podcasts that, that do hit news items. What's it like to go to a convention? Right, talk about stuff at the convention. Go back home within the next week. Go on your podcast and have to kind of talk about it again. 
We, we did a, three or four of them and uh, eventually stopped because either someone was too drunk and was ruining it or the uh, acoustics of the room made it impossible anyway. So we just decided to enjoy the time that we had there, get as much experience in, and then kind of rap about it afterwards and do a better show once we were all settled and rested. It's, all, it's also really hard to do kind of breaking news coverage like a, a couple of hours after the news breaks because you're in that weird middle ground of especially with social media now that you know things are broadcast literally live now or they're tweeted live now and um, you kind of have to pick one one lane or the other you're either going to be part of that live uh, kind of breaking like event you're going to either be in the event and part of the broadcast of it or you're going to have to analyze it in depth later and take your discussion to a deeper uh, degree than you could if you were in the moment. And if you're trying to podcast like later in the evening or later in the day after something big happens, you're kind of in that middle ground where you don't, you haven't had enough time to decompress and analyze it and discuss it on a deeper level where people find interesting. And you weren't in the moment either, so uh, it, it can be kind of difficult to to provide an interesting podcast or an interesting discussion to people just a few hours after something big happens at a convention because they were all a part of it while it happened and they're kind of waiting for that next level of discussion but you're not quite prepared to have that so so and then at the same time you're kind of again like you said kind of stacking on top of the things you're trying to do at the convention so sometimes i think we've kind of found that coming back to what happened at a convention a few days later can actually be more beneficial both to us and the listener. We always do it uh, 100% because, uh, and, and not that I disagree with any of the statements, but we don't do it to break the news. Like, there's plenty of avenues for that. So we're just doing it to kind of capture the vibe. Like, to capture the vibe and the moment and the chemistry of that moment so that people from the outside get a taste of what the experience feels like. If we're drunk, we're drunk. If the acoustics suck, the acoustics sucked. So that's just what it is. And our, our goal is for the people that couldn't make it to feel like what it would have been like had they been there or to get a piece of it that they can at least listen to and enjoy and have some laughs. I, I think podcasts, for the most part, tend to either be entertaining or informative, right? And the, the best ones find themselves somewhere in the middle. Uh, but everything that we kind of do leans heavier, much heavier on the entertainment side. So, you know, when you do stuff that's in a live party, it just it plays to the sensibilities of our audience. So we try not to miss it. Uh, the, uh, the actual original mission statement for WTF and TFW back in, like, 07, when the idea was, like, pitched around, was, like, that was from that old Bacon crew, for the most part. And we were like, hey, why don't we try to take that uh, the energy and that fun we always have and, like, record a version of it and dole it out to people. And there's a prototype show where we actually tried to do that a little bit too hard. <laughs> and we were like, hey, let's tell a Bacon story. And then it, it didn't play as well when we, heard, we listened to it back. This is a very specific Bakon story. I remember. I can't remember which one. It had to do with like a spinning toy. Uh, it was silly. It was that old classics prime with the spinning uppercut punch. His torso spins around. They called it an uppercut punch. Um, well, let's. Uh, I, I gotta get back to my little my little schedule here. 
Oh, right. This is the mysterious fun segment. Um, so I had two ideas. One of them, though, relies on there being some... Does anyone here have, like, a tool I could use to, like, peel open a, a chain? Yeah. This is just a dumb idea I had, because uh, I, I have the stuff and I don't have a tool with me. Maybe. Because I got this... Oh, that should work. <laughs> well, if that doesn't work, then I don't know what to do with this stuff. I got this gold chain um, from, from a bead place in Toronto. And I measured off a part because I, I also got this guy. And I was thinking we could, together as podcasters, like, we could figure out how to get this chain from here onto him. Uh, so I, I'm trying to figure out, like, when you, when you cut chains, what would you use? It's, you're the one with the tool. I, I just realized I may need to slide over. The guy in the mask next to me also has a knife in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Leathermans are good. I was, like, close to the card, I think. Yeah. Close to the card? Yeah, yeah. Ah. Alright Nice And I would probably need the pliers To squeeze it back together <laughs> Excellent This is going way better than I expected I thought we were going to be sitting here clawing at this thing With letter openers If you're not always prepared You're never prepared Oh man I was just going to use my teeth I, you, I hear that's popular. Let me see your teeth. Yeah, you could do it. Would you believe I tried just pressing these things together really hard for about ten minutes in my room, thinking that since there's a pre-cut in all of these, oh, if I just push them, if I just keep pushing them, why do my fingers hurt? <laughs> the pardon? Yeah, yeah, like those buttons on that open and play Galvatron. Those things are sharp, by the way. Did anyone here in the crowd get the open and play Galvatron? How did you find the buttons? It was given to me as an ironic gift. Oh. See, did you mess with it at all? I didn't mess with it at all. Anytime I say I don't want anything, a buddy of mine, if I say I don't want a specific toy or if I'm not interested in a specific toy, I got a buddy of mine, Robert D., who buys me that toy. Have you ever, have you ever pulled leverage on that and just gone like, man, I don't... He's smart. I've tried it. Okay. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Because I would probably spend a good year just... Figuring, like, you know what? If I do it a 20th time, maybe he'll think I finally stopped joking and I just hate this thing for some reason. God, I don't need that fan's Toys Omega Supreme. <laughs> he knows. He's too smart. He's- I just despise stacks of $20 bills that amount to about $1,000 in a paper bag. Nope. Despise them. Nope. Uh, I'm lost actually how to get this back together. I got two little, two my, little things uh, here. My vision is not going to be any help to you right now. Is it imp- impeded somehow? I, slightly. <laughs> So I don't. Understand. Is there any tool that you are familiar with that would help you? Usually, I would find a parent and say, "Mom, I need this for Halloween," and then she would say, "Sure," and then about ten minutes later, say, "Hey, why don't you go as a ghost?" Do you guys listen to a oh, Jesus? <laughs> do, do you guys listen to a lot of podcasts? Like, already around to make some noise. If you listen. I want. I'm interested in terms of like uh, audio versus YouTube. Like, it's it's informative for me. Nerd rage needs to be on YouTube. Yeah. All right. Do, all right. Yeah. Do you in general? Does anyone here like listen to stuff on YouTube as a preference? People do. Yes. So okay. wait, wait. I need to hear it. If you if if YouTube is your number one way, your primary way of listening to a podcast, can you make some noise, please? 
And if iTunes or Google Play or some audio download is your primary source, can you make some noise, please? Well, that was like equal. That's a good Yeah. It's interesting. It blew, the first time I got requests to put a podcast on YouTube, I kind of, I don't know, maybe I was like really fuddy-duddy about it. I was like, what are you talking about? But I, then I realized, like, I listened to, to, well, not a podcast, I listened to conversational video a whole lot in another tab. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Um, do any of you guys on other podcasts, like, do you ever get the call to, like, put episodes or clips on YouTube? Hmm? We already do. Oh, oh you already oh, That's because Transmissions is from the future. Yeah, Shatter, Shattercast <laughs> does as well, and Radio Free Cybertron does as well, but uh, Nerd Rage definitely does not. I was going to say we actually uh, have a show on tfradio.net that is... Uh, it's called There Goes My Money because it, we talk about all the stuff that came out for pre-order. It used to be every week, but roughly sometimes it runs like every other week. Uh, so we talk about all the new pre-order items, all the stuff that you can go ahead and spend your money on. And we have to show pictures for that stuff because there's so much third party going around that sometimes talking about something new that no one knows about, it's hard to, to do that without video. Yeah, I think on the. Uh, I, I hear you. I think we see that's that's that comes down again to that in, informative versus entertainment. So if 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 what the information that you're giving is, you're expecting it to be educational in some way, then yeah, it makes more sense to have the visual to go with it. I think on the cool table, it's realm of collectors, and <laughs> plastic fanatics and shattercast. I think they all have YouTube. I don't know if toy detox is on YouTube. I don't think so. All right, Nerd Rage isn't. So it's because it's, it's a big commitment. It takes up a lot of space in your computer to make the whole file to upload. Yeah, to it's just like that's what I ran into. I had another podcast where I would try to make a YouTube version, and then I just made a YouTube version after I decided like more people were listening to it there anyway. Yeah, but it's still a one and a half, two and a half hour video right. that has to encode, and I, I, I figured it would be faster because there's no moving picture, but it is faster. But it's still long enough that exactly. I'm like, ah. That's like, what's kept us from it as well. For yeah, it's just the time commitment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say, the very first Vangelis Bobby Skullface uh, collaboration is complete. Because now yeah, I have a real Nitro Zeus. All your dreams have come true. I'm really happy with this. I'm really happy with this. Oh, I feel so good. Anyway, uh, that was the mysterious fun segment for real. But actually, I had one other thing I was going to do that I thought would apply great to you guys because I got a listener question in where I believe I know the answer for all of the people on my podcast. I'm going to presume to know their lives well enough to think that this question would be more interesting to pose to all of you. Um, I also am being asked if I'm enjoying Docs, the app I use to look at Google Docs. Uh, So I'm going to dismiss that because I'm not enjoying rating apps so annoying. Anyway, this question came to me from uh, one Spine98, who I think I might have read his last question at a podcast panel as well, but I'm not sure. So if so, then I apologize to, uh, to Mr. Spine98. But he said, uh, hello, podcast crew. And then he was talking about how we were talking about that upcoming Power of the Primes Grimlock. And uh, specifically that like his dinosaur hips are ridiculous because they, they're out to here. Uh, his upper body is a little dinosaur, his tail is a little dinosaur, and then his legs just keep going outwards, and then our little dinosaur legs. So uh, th- he was saying the problem probably doesn't uh, bother him that much, because usually he keeps his stuff in robot mode, except for Grimlocks, because to him, Grimlocks a T-Rex, so he wants the T-Rex mode to look good. 
so his question was, what mode do you tend to display your Transformers in? Uh, and have you ever purchased multiple of the same figure so you could show more than one mode on your shelf? So uh, you were... I heard more noise over here, yeah. so let's, let's start over. I, um, I usually do robot mode. There's a few exceptions, uh, those being the Dinobots and the characters that were more often represented in their alternate mode. So if how you connect to that character is more often seen in a dinosaur mode, it makes sense to have them displayed that way. However, that being said, I own two sets of Fans Toys Dinobots because I need to see them in both modes at all times. Fans Toys... Yeah, uh, I, I agree. If it's a really good figure that you really like, uh, Vance Toys Phoenix for me. I have two of them. One for robot, one for vehicle. Most of mine are in robot mode. In my displays or on my shelves. Um, but there has been the case where I purchase a figure, say a Jazz, and you know a year down the line a better looking jazz comes out and then I'll be like oh well I'll just put the one I don't like as much in vehicle mode and we'll leave it at that so that's how sometimes I end up having uh, a vehicle in a robot mode is just because I have another one that now isn't the best jazz on my shelf so I turn that into a vehicle mode I, uh, I have many times like toyed with the idea now and then, especially for a figure I really like. Of like, maybe I should just get another one because I like this toy so much. But usually if I like a toy a whole lot, eight times out of seven, it uh, ends up getting repainted. And uh, that satisfies that for me. Like, Kultor is my favorite Mastermind Creations toy. And uh, he's also going to be Thunderclash, which is a character I really like. And he's this asterisk mode, which is like specifically the goofy colorway I was hoping they would do for a convention. So uh, I don't I don't need another culture. I've already got th- th- three. Um, how about over here? Ninety nine percent of the time I do uh, display in robot mode. I guess Dinobots are probably the exception if I'm in the mood. One thing I have like pondered, and this is like I don't know if I want to like go down the slippery slope, uh, is to display Unicron in planet mode, hung from the ceiling. So that's a. But if I do that, do I do it with Primus? And you know. Here we go. I've, God knows what's going to be hanging from the ceiling like six months later. Yeah, you're uh, freeing up shelf space. I am freeing up shelves. You it's can, like a new put, world, like above my head. You can put Galvatron, Cyclonus, and Scourge on the hanging Unicron. See, this is the problem. And free up even more shelf uh, space. Uh, this is the problem. I'm, I'm recreating like half the movie above my head. But I, I do have a question. <laughs> do, do any of you guys, or have you guys, ever hung uh, Transformers from the ceiling? Like yeah. in alt mode or whatnot. Okay, so I got, I got a few. I'm scared, guys. But, uh, but I have thought about that. That's the one where I, I'm really tempted to put Unicron up, up high above. I just feel like I'd walk into him, though. Like, uh, with all that spiky stuff sticking off. <laughs> yeah. I, I, favor, I favor bot mode, but I honestly, my wife uh, for Christmas last year bought me um, not a Detolf, but a fancier one for our living room. Mm-hmm. And so every month I go through and rotate the toy out, the toys, and whatever alteration they're in, I change them. So I'm always rotating. Yeah. That's my, my dream for a Detolf, is to have a rotating display. And I always plan it out, and then suddenly it's three months later, and I still haven't done it. 
mostly robot mode, but for stuff like uh, Cybertron, Speed Planet, or Beast Planet, I'll go and put those thematically in, in their alt modes because it's just better represents what was going on with that show. I also find combiners to be a bit tricky. Like, I find myself wanting them combined and individual bots. Like, I want to see that. I, I was going to kick that question back to you because, like, I just finished the uh, Poseidon. Like, yeah. everyone as well. Put them together, I'm like, this is cool. All six of those individual modes are kind of cooler, and I put them on a Deltoff shelf, and I'm, yeah. like, I'm yeah. really happy with this. What I, what I'm, my new approach is to buy one set from one company for the combined and another set to experience two sets for the robot. And then I lie to myself and buy the third set and then the fourth set. So you need that for the vehicles. Yeah, yeah, that's what I tell myself. And then you need the other one to have a second combined mode who's facing the other way. But I'm buying I'm buying that Zeta Toys Bruticus and that's going to be my Bruticus and I'm buying the unique toys Combaticons for you know what I mean? And then I get to experience both sets. I think they're both going to accomplish different goals differently and, and more appropriately. So, you know, it kind of scratches both itches for me. Two birds, one stone kind of. I forgot to mention the part about what mode I display in. Uh, usually, the problem with me is I don't have a lot of display space, and I'm okay with stackable storage containers. So often, I display them in the most compact mode they can assume so they can safely occupy a small enclosed space with each other. Uh, but when they're on a shelf, usually it's robot mode, and I... It feels like such a such a go-to answer, but I think it's because often the robot mode, like you know, with dinos, Dinobots being in Dino mode, it's when you're putting them on display, then you are usually thinking about the character, uh, unless you're doing a diorama approach. And so, yeah, uh, robot mode seems to be really common. My my fellow WTF podcasters, as far as I know, are exactly the same as me. Uh, robot mode or in storage boxes because they've run out of space, uh, except for Dinobots. Um, that brings us to our next segment. Uh, by the way, uh, thank you again for the, letting me use this because I was about to ask if anyone here had scissors, but I, I dug the scissors out of the Leatherman and now I feel powerful. Um, like this paper is now decidedly weaker than I am. I feel stronger than it. Uh, let's talk about the other big part of a convention, especially a toy convention. Your big gets of the show. Um, so I, I kind of like this circle that we're going in. If, if you guys still feel it's too repetitive, uh, I'd be up for going back over there again. Yeah, sure. Um, we got to the show a little early, and Grimlockness on Twitter was doing these custom figures here for very reasonable prices, and I could not pass up on the greatest captain of all time. Get away here. There you go. A little louder next time. Sometimes mutiny's right. <laughs> so... I, I like supporting the artist, and these were a lot of fun. So I, this is kind of the, the unique thing I'm walking away from the show with. Oh, geez, you have something out there. What? You have something out there. I do. What's, what's I'm going to show it. I'm not oh, just going to talk about it. Holy crap. You don't want to hear me talk about anything for too long. <laughs> You're assuming a voice. I'm, I'm big into <laughs> art. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm big into art. Um, Casey Collar was here. He's one of my favorite artists. And uh, I asked him to homage a particular uh, Todd McFarlane book for me, um, where uh, Batman is replaced with Coronation Starscream. So, this sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I'll leave it out if you guys want to come up afterwards and take a look at it. But it is fantastic. It that's is. the limits of the room. That's the best we can do. You guys can 
check it out. But that's my that's my favorite thing I pulled off this week. And that's badass, right? Uh, for me, it was uh, Coulter Asterisk mode, just because I, I braved the uh, the Saturday morning uh, rush and uh, you know uh, politely stood in a very winding line, and uh, I made it out alive with uh, with a Coulter. So um, that was uh, that was awesome. By the way, it might have been like a massive fire hazard, but Saturday morning was uh, awesome uh, as far as like like just the rush of people, and I was really impressed. And it was it was just a really great. Uh, it was a great time in the dealer room. Like I, I said, I heard it was shoulder to shoulder. It, it was not pretty, but uh, but it was fun. It was totally fun, and so that my big get was uh, surviving the great line of uh, Saturday morning. Cool. Um, I think my big get, like like one of them is I, I got one of those alligator megatrons as well. Uh, I, I've seen uh, Grimlockimus uh, and his stuff on Twitter constantly, yeah. and uh, I I, th- I think I'd missed out on it on a chance to get a hold of something at a convention before. So I jumped uh, at, at the chance, and it's really nicely done. Yeah. Like I, I, I've just been getting into trying to do figure painting more myself, and then I look at that and I'm like, "Wow, this is leagues beyond <laughs> where I'm at with my like mixing lacquers and acrylics and shooting myself in the face with aerosol." That didn't actually. Well, it might have. I don't remember anymore. Uh, fumes are great, but uh, other than that, finishing Poseidon. Now it's over. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I didn't get much. I got a couple t-shirts and a rock box from the Roma Collectors, and that's all I got. I, you know, it's, like, I, most of what I want, I'm going to pre-order, so it's, you know, there's, it's very rare that I I need something, and I would have been interested in the exclusives, but none of the exclusives were really for me this year, which is fine. But, yeah, so I, 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 didn't, I didn't buy much. I was tempted to buy the three Monster Bots from Fans Hobby, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, and I'm, I'm going back and forth, and you know, with the devil on my shoulder, still. So I haven't made that decision. Um, uh, I picked up Striker Manis, uh, just because it's an older figure. But I think I, at the time when it came out, I was prioritizing other stuff in front of it, and then I was like, oh, this figure's hard to get now. I better get it if I can. So that was here, and I was happy to pick that up. And then they announced uh, the rest, or more of the Cross Dimensions line, and they put a jet fire in there. So I have to get that. And then I'm like, well, I... Rioter Despotron's kind of in the middle there. If I'm going to start, you know, collecting this, I don't want to call it a wave, but this, you know, iteration of of figures, this new dimensional class. A cross-dimensional class? A cross-dimensional class from whatever universe or timeline it's from. Toys that are made about a cross-dimensional class? (laughs) I think it may be from Planet X. Um, oh, it's a different company, uh, man. Uh, but yeah, I, that, so I so I picked up those two, which uh, now they're eagerly going to await their jet fire to come out. So you, did you open Manus up yet? I did. I did not, but I played with Manus at uh, TFCon Toronto two years ago, and uh, it was it was really enjoyable. Which is one of the reasons I I wanted to get it and. Uh, like I said, when it came out, there must have been a bunch of other stuff coming out at the other at the same time, and it just got put onto the back burner. Everyone's got that same reaction. It's like, oh, I've seen this before, and you kind of mess with it, and you keep messing with it, and it's like, that's fun. Like, <laughs> that's a really good yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm kind of overjoyed that Cross Dimension uh, showed signs of life at that third-party uh, reveal panel. Uh, both, both two Make Toys things made me happy. It was that and uh, oh, nice. more Galaxy Force stuff, uh, which I had written off as being dead. Um, I thought the interest wasn't there. I used to be more optimistic about non-G1, non-movie stuff in third-party companies like being successful. Uh, the animated stuff kind of tanking, Galaxy Force stuff kind of tanking, uh, that beautiful thing finally coming out. Uh, I, I'm really happy that these other aesthetics are, are at least getting the legwork, or at least Make Toys has the bucket of money for them to just go like, well, we're going to make it anyway! Uh, I don't know. I, um, I have to go. Yeah, uh, Bobby's got to get going. I I'm thought gonna... this was an hour thing, and I still see him doing arts and crafts. And I'm not sure how long this has got to go, but i got to pick up my girls. i got three girls, and I've been away from them all weekend, and I want to have one drink before I go. I'm not going to drive. Don't worry about my safety. I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I was going to finish cutting through these last bits, and then we'll be done. Thank you guys for having me. All great shows here. And uh, uh, TFCon is fantastic. I think it's important, um, especially with the company that owns this brand I think it's important to have a convention fan run for fans um, so I, I appreciate TFCon and check out the Cool Table Network and I love you and I'm for the kids before you go would you uh, would you be down for this venue again this particular venue um, I only want to come here please I, right was the, how was this venue how did you guys um, find this venue I, yeah holy crow right yeah I would Love if it was here forever. Yeah, I, I was impressed uh, by this place. And thanks for coming out, man. Yeah, no, thanks for having um, me. Thanks hope you me. have a good uh, good trip back. You guys are good guys. Beautiful people. Beautiful people. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the other thing I forgot to mention is Meteor. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, no Another Make Toys product that, that I did not know was going to be here. I did not know, like, release was imminent, and it was, it was released. So. Yeah, the, I, I lucked out on that thing, because I kind of, I, I like Galaxy Force a lot, and I was kind of after that thing, and I was okay with missing it, because I was like, it'll come out online as well. But then I walked by Chosen Prime, and it was, they were saying something about they found another case of them, and they were still 100 bucks. so I said, well, you know, I have $100. Here you go. Took it up to my room, because I have, okay, true story. I have terrible luck um, when I buy stuff at TFCon from Chosen Prime, and I hate it because I like those guys a lot. But like, I've, I, I just always end up picking the bad one. Uh, so I ran up to my room to go, like, all right, let's see if this happens again. So I pulled open Galaxy Meter, transformed them, and I, I had that, as someone who was really like, oh, man, I'm kind of, this whole campaign around it, please bring it back, I'm like, this is getting a bit much. You know, it's just, it's just a figure. I transformed it, and I was like, the thing on the back of the legs with the accordion the spring load there. stuff... I was like, all right, you know, maybe this is really cool. <laughs> it is cool. Um, but yeah, uh, while, we're, while we're moving into our next segment, which is... Aha, okay. Uh, I need the, the help of someone to fill in our freshly emptied seat. His name is uh, Joe Ichabod. He's an honorary member of WTF and TFW uh, in that he is our guy who covered BotCon 2015 because none of us went. So, the last uh, and final... He's also from some podcast called Pre-Order 66 that used to run before it was uh, taken into an alleyway and shot in the head uh, by, uh, by its creator. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, you know. Hi, everybody. Hi, Joe. Thanks for giving Ben this that figure for the review panel. Oh, My yes. Pleasure. 
I asked people to do that to Joe, who were at the, the fan media panel, and apparently at least now five people have done it. That makes me real happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, number five. He's number five? Yeah. Bell Matrix is number one, so I don't know if that counts. That, well, he was on the panel, but that yeah. means he was listening to me, which helps. Yeah, so, no, Okay, sure. that counts. Um, we're about ready to get this raffle going with this incredibly high-tech solution I've had to dealing with only having half a set of about maybe I don't know how many I don't I don't I think I have enough for the room if I don't I really do apologize um, we've got multiple raffle prizes and uh, basically big spring is going to be one draw then the rest of the prizes will be a pool for another draw uh, did anyone else manage to get anything together or have any junk in their pockets that they'd like to get rid of in this fashion <laughs> Um, I, have some, I have some garbage. Well, we don't want to raffle literal garbage. Okay. Maybe figurative garbage, but not literal garbage. Uh, I do have some more prizes, though, so I'll go through what they are uh, with all of you. So we've got Big Spring. That's our big, valuable prize. We've also got two copies of the Transmissions cover of Till All Are One Number One. Uh, this is exclusive to Transmissions. It's by Sarah Peter Duroche, if I recall correctly. Right. And uh, we've also got... From Transformers Go, mint and sealed box, Jinbu. Uh, he's the iconic Autobot Jinbu. Jinbu, what's the matter with you? So this is one of the three Autobots who combined... Well, like, they were all Autobots, weren't they? One of the three guys from the first triple combiner from Transformers Go. He's the one with the cool cone head. Um, the reason why I have this is because I found one for cheap and I thought I wasn't getting the pre-order minicon he came with. <laughs> and then I turns out he did. So I've had this spare Jinbu in a closet for literally years. And so I decided that maybe it's time to pass it on to someone else who can maybe do something cool with it, pass it on to someone else themselves. Basically, I want to get the Jinbu out of my life. <laughs> you, you realize this is at the cost of it maybe being set on fire. That's fine. Uh, Transformers Go was unfortunately not excellent. I really wanted it to be. Well, no, I'm not getting it, so it won't be set on fire. Unless, hey, who knows? The way I've set up this raffle, there's a good chance one of us might somehow win something. <laughs> right. Uh, also, toyetically, oh, there's that, that doesn't sound rigged at all. <laughs> yeah. Is there a box of granola bars? Oh, there it is. All right. Anyway, uh, I've also got a deluxe uh, Titans Return Twin Twist. Uh, I can write you a certificate of authenticity if you want. This is a rare variant who has two right hands. It's a variant. It's rare. He's been expertly repackaged, so he basically looks like he's in a sealed box. You know, basically looks like he's a sealed box piece (laughs) until he hits the microphone. You know, if you have a piece of tape, you can make them look even more sealed. So that's another prize we've got here. Uh, and if you do want me to write you a certificate of authenticity, let me know, because I do have some paper here and a Sharpie. Um, also, for those of you who might... So th- this, this stuff is, is all like the, you know, you, you win, then you come up and choose something that you like. Because uh, this one, if you're allergic to peanuts, you can't pick this one. I also have some Nature Valley sweet and salty granola bars. Uh, mint and sealed box of five. They're chewy with granola bars dipped in peanut butter coating. Uh, not peanut butter... It's peanut butter coating, so it is a coating that is like peanut butter. Uh, doesn't mean it is peanut butter. Nonetheless, if you're allergic, you probably shouldn't uh, do that. And then, finally, this is thanks to a fellow named Brentasaur. I don't know if anyone follows him on Twitter, uh, but I bought some stuff off him, and he's a generous guy. He just threw in a bunch of things he said he had that he didn't want. 
Uh, and, and he says, I don't know if you have them already, but if you do, then do something with them. So this is the thing that he threw in that I already had. So this is a Titan's Return tidal wave from the Siege on Cybertron set with uh, the iconic uh, black aerial bots from G1. Uh, That nefarious Decepticon team we all remember and love. And uh, this is another prize. This has been transformed exactly once uh, to make sure that it doesn't break. It has those wonderful stock Hasbro stickers on it. And I've already, for you, run my fingernail on them to make them all mush into all the sculpted details so they at least (laughs) somewhat resemble a paint app. You should have used a spudger. I I left it up in the room again. (laughs) He gave me a spudger, and it's the best thing. And then I left it. I put it in the Ziploc with the freezer, the, the ice cube tray. And then I, I keep forgetting to bring it with me to panels. The best part about this is they put a sticker over one of the holes that's meant for transformation for this to tap into. So if you push hard enough, it, it rips the sticker. You'll want to use a, a little knife or something and just carve the sticker out there. It's like a void if uh, it punctured sticker from Hasbro. That's how you know this is uh, this is C10. Is that what they call it now? <laughs> uh, so I've got these little tickets with numbers on them. I tried to pull out. There were a few duplicates in here, I guess, from the last raffle. So could someone give me a hand? Maybe two people yeah. give me a hand and uh, hand these out to however many people we have here. Hopefully, we have enough. If we don't, again, I super apologize. Um, if we run low, then I don't know, like, fig- figure out if you really want a ticket or not. <laughs> if you want a ticket. Um, and while we're up here, I just wanted to throw a thanks out to TFCon for letting us do this, this panel uh, once again. And, and to thank you for Vangelis for all the panels that he's run throughout the show. That, that's a lot of work. And... Uh, thank you very much. It's, it's really all thanks to TFCon. I pitch the panels. Um, I try to do it confidently, uh, which is usually a lie. And they, they let me do them, um, which I really appreciate. I love, I love doing panels. I love, uh, I love interacting with uh, more folks who are coming to the show and making something hopefully vaguely conversational out of this, even though I am on a, on a raised stage behind a table with a microphone. Other than that, it's basically equal. They just let anyone up here, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, by the way, just curious, while you guys were walking around, did anyone actually just spot the mohawk uh, in the dealer room? Did anyone then go like, well, I better stay away from that weirdo? As I want to give some props for a, well, a well-maintained, well-hued uh, mohawk. Thank you. No problem. Uh, also, one extra thanks to TFCon for letting us do this specific panel where their show is over, but they're letting us sit in here anyway and, and do this post-show. Uh, I really appreciate that because it's, it's, I think it's fun. You know, it's, if, if, like all of you, I assume, uh, just want to chill out, relax a little bit, you know, cool down from the show, uh, and then maybe win a granola bar. <laughs> so uh, thanks to all of you for coming out to this. Because uh, if there was no one here, then then it would be really weird because I'd still be doing all this. I'd still be talking to all the empty chairs. It's like we say when we podcast. Like we do it because it's fun, and you know there is a lot of work to it. But we do it because it's fun, and we like to talk about our hobby and our toys. And uh, but 
honestly, if we didn't have listeners, we would probably at one point go like, uh, we really shouldn't be doing this if no one wants to listen to it. All right, so I think we got all the raffle tickets out. It seems like we had enough. Um, if a duplicate is out there, then we'll have you guys rock, paper, scissors. There shouldn't be any. Well, I, 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 I'm cool with that. But the organizers kept, they're like, no, no violence, no throwing rocks, no to throwing a podcaster over the table to test their buoyancy. You know, they're like, you can't review the guests as though they're toys. We tried. James Roberts came up here when, when we were done. We tried. I was like, who wants to be in my left hand to try out his articulation? He looked, he looked very uncomfortable. I, I did apologize to him afterwards when I bumped into him by the elevator. All right, so we've got the open and play Big Spring box with the tickets in it. Uh, after we're done, whoever wins open and play Big Spring, we're also going to throw all the raffle tickets in here. So you, I'm sure that's valuable to you. Uh, so Joe, let's get you to do the first pull. All right. So great. we're going to pull for him last. So we're going to do all the fun, goofy stuff first. Or do you want us to pull for him first? Okay, we'll pull for him first. I'm easy. With so we're about to disappoint everyone in this room but one yeah. person. <laughs> Please don't leave afterwards because you might win granola bars. <laughs> All right, you pull, you pull the grand prize. Did you just do the last three? Oh, uh, yeah, last three digits. 084. Do we have a 084? Full disclosure, Matt over there Facebook messaged me during the panel to say, hey, do you want to just use an RNG? But I was already, by the time I saw your message, I was halfway through cutting through all the things. <laughs> all right, so Matt won the big spring. It's, it's here. You, you know where to find me. Yeah, all right. The upside is that the winner of the grand prize, I also, like, I know that he knows that I'm messing around if I take this and just throw it behind me. Like, he knows I'll go and pick up most of it. Uh, all right, so we have got... One, two, three, four, five, six other prizes. So, uh, one, two, three, four. Okay, we got enough for us each to do one. For us each to do one, that's addiction. All right, another zero. Five, two. <laughs> hey! All right, come on up and uh, take your choice of whichever one of these you want. Granola bars are pretty tasty. And you also get to keep your raffle ticket. All right. You going for Tidal Wave? Yeah, I go for Tidal Wave. All right. Tidal Wave has been claimed. All right. Zero, eight, two. Sorry, you got to travel all the ways. <laughs> uh, with all that travel you're doing, might I interest you in some nutritious <laughs> peanut butter granola bars? They're sweet and salty. <laughs> you could be a hero and hand them out as you go back to your seat. Uh, oh, right, two. All right, do you want a certificate of authenticity or you? Okay, fine, man. How does that happen? Factory error. Really? Yeah, it just had two right hands installed. That never happens. There there is no such thing as a Hasbro factory error. I didn't notice for two days. (laughs) 
until I went to take pictures and I was like, what's up with his thumb? Why has he got a thumb on his knuckle and a knuckle for fingers? Oh, no. And so I, I was like, well, surely this must be a common defect. So I went to Twitter, put up a photo, like, well, I got one of these two right... Who's, who's got one of the two left-handed ones? Silence. Actually, no, not silence. A mixture of silence and laughter. And I was like, do people think I'm like... Maybe people think I did this on purpose. So I'm just I, glad it happens to someone else, because I always think it's me. I'm like, oh, it's me again. <laughs> uh, Yoshi, you want to yeah. pull our next one? Sure. Zero, eight, zero. Zero, eight, zero. Oh, we got someone? Hey! All right, well, you've got your choice of Jinbu, the exclusive transmissions cover, or some delicious peanut butter granola bars. Jinbu, what's the matter with you? You're not like the other Jinbus. (laughs) I mean, Jinbu is a full-on toy. All right. I was kind of hoping someone would pick granola bars before they picked Jinbu. <laughs> Transformers what? I've never heard of that. <laughs> Just a burn on Jinbu. If, if those are the oats and honey ones, I would have. Because Jinbu's fine. He's, he's fine. He's gone. When he's by himself, he's he's, I don't want to make her feel crappy about it. He's... He's a cool warrior monk who turns into a jet. He's got a big spear, and if you want, he can also turn into arms. <laughs> He's almost Sunstorm. Or legs. Or a belly. He's, he has, like, five modes. So, anyway. Are you having, are you having giver's remorse? I have a Jimbu. <laughs> I, have, I have my own Jimbu. I love him very much, except that I don't remember where I, where I put him. He, he, he's in a plastic tote. <laughs> Alright, 066, come get you some granola. Well, he's also two issues of a comic over here. Don. No, Don. That was, there wasn't an option. <laughs> hey! I feel really good. I feel really good. They somehow kept someone from the Twin Twist, but also gave out granola bars. All right, I'll pull the next one. So this is for one of two issues of uh, Till All Are One, number one, exclusive cover. The number is 060. Don't everybody... Oh, do we just do a double? Oh, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) Joe! What? That's your your, uh, friend. I don't know him. That's your friend. I don't know. I've seen you two hanging out for the whole show. <laughs> that's, my, seen... that's my dad. Hey! We're sorry. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. You're my favorite person. He's actually one of my favorite people. Yeah. So, I agree. Uh, so, for the final prize... Uh, the last uh, prize we got, another copy of issue one of Tau with the uh, exclusive transmissions. Or a mystery pen. <laughs> if it I wasn't, don't know what's so mysterious about it. If it wasn't theft from the venue, I we, would offer those pens up. We do have a Hyatt.com pen if anyone's interested. I think that, it's okay to give it away. That might get yeah. someone in trouble. 
No, no, I think it's okay to give it away. If not, we'll just bill it to Colin. <laughs> hey, real quick, did anybody out here get one of those drift pens that yes. light up? What, what's the deal with those? They wanted something to give away. I guess, it was just it, sh- it shoots a picture of drift. I know, it's on my wall all the yeah. time. I just, it's a pen, I, too. It's like, I go to sleep and I just keep doing it until the battery dies. <laughs> <laughs> It just it was like the first thing I got from the floor. The Flame Toys booth gave it out. Obviously. It has, I, had, I had to like them on Facebook. It has in ink. In front of them. It was embarrassing. It has ink in it. Really? You can write with it. Why didn't you use it to write the raffle tickets? Because I didn't bring mine. I already got one in You Toronto. just don't love drift. Hey. <laughs> Listen. No one's drawn as much... Anyway, i got to pull the uh, <laughs> raffle prize out of here. For our... our, our uh, other issue of town number one. Zero four seven. Hey! Congratulations. Do you want the pen? <laughs> Don't take it, they might hunt you down. Hyatt's hardcore. <laughs> anyway, that's, a, that's all our raffling, um, I believe. We're out of prizes. So uh, that, that brings us more or less to the end of our schedule here. Uh, what time is it? Hey, we're right on time. It's like 5 to 5. Hot dog. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I want to thank you all again so much for coming out to this. Um, and if you made it to any of my other panels, thank you so much for that. If you made it out to any other panels, other panels, thank you for hitting up those. Uh, if you came out to TFCon, spoiler alert, you did. So <laughs> it'd be kind of weird to thank you. For, no, thank you for coming on out to TFCon. Thanks for making the show as populated and full of energy as it was. If you want to find any of us and what we're doing, we said it all at the beginning. I don't know if you want to say it again. Uh, that's the Sabertron.com Twincast Podcast. That is Transmissions Podcast. This is Radio Free Cybertron. WTF and TFW. Oh, I already said yours. Uh, RFC Reviews. On YouTube. And Pre-Order 66. Ghost of Podcast Past. Pre-Order 66, a great podcast about high-end toys, statues. We've got, we've got 66 great episodes for you to listen to. They're Don't getting, get excited for more. They're getting older by the minute. Uh, it's a great time capsule peek into an older time of another era. It's full of baby Ichabod. And that's all I got. I'm going to push the button. Uh,